0: What's up everybody? Jimmy Kolb here and welcome back to the Kolb Strong Power Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Kolb Strong Power Podcast. We are at season 1, episode 2. As I mentioned at the start of the new year, we are going to uh, clearly I've done more than 2 episodes, but wanted to start doing seasons with episodes. So we are at Season 1, Episode 2. Uh, before I get to the subject matter, just a quick uh, recap, a quick update on training, on competing. I like to start, uh, or going to start anyway, doing episodes in that manner. Uh, similar to when I go live on Instagram, I like talking about my training. Uh, I'm still in my phase of single ply, which I am enjoying the shit out of, if you're, if you're wondering. Uh, I love single ply to death. Um, it's it's very alluring to me uh it's you know the the whole rubber shirts coming out and being classified as multiply um kind of you know kind of was what drew me back to single ply if you want to compete single ply you're in a single ply poly you know there there isn't this mixing of rubber shirts and somehow that's multiply and whatever <clears throat> but yeah, I think we're going in the right direction i think it's finally being categorized as being different anyway. Some training hard. We got this meet that is a go. When I talked to Amy Richlack here not too long ago, she said it's still a go. January 30th and 31st. Um, RPS meet, obviously. Uh, I love the RPS. I have for a long time. Gene was actually the head judge when I won the Arnold uh, 2014. Um, He's since passed. We all know that. It's been almost two years since gene pass that's incredible, so training is going fantastic. I've got my numbers set as I discussed earlier. I'm not going to discuss those numbers with you. Um, I just want to go and have a successful uh, good time have fun i uh, I haven't competed since March of last year. I was set to compete a handful of times uh, later on in the year. obviously, we all know how uh, fucked up everything was, so I wasn't able to do that. But I've, been able, but I've been able to train, so I'm, I'm very happy with that. So I got the meet, 30, 31st, and then we're moving on to March. Badest benches on the planet, man. Uh, that one's going to be really fun, and that one, I think, is a go as well. And I have a friend, a really old friend of mine coming down from Ohio. Uh, he's going to stay with us, and he's going to make the experience. You know, Having somebody there who's familiar with you and you're familiar with, not just like me and Katie, but you know, having a good friend, a good old training partner with me is going to really help ease my conscience, you know, so I'm, I'm having a ball. I'm, I'm having fun. I'm getting stronger. Uh, I just I love what I do, man. So the subject matter, what are we talking about today? I wanted to discuss mentality. That'll be the title, I guess. Mentality. And this is mentality on all different kind of aspects, all different wavelengths. I'm not talking just one thing or another. I just want to talk about it. Just uh, my mental fortitude, what kind of mental uh, strengths I've had to have, experiences where I was not in a good position uh, I'm, I'm speaking on the sport, of course. This is why I'm talking about the sport. I don't want to talk about just when I was a kid, when I was in elementary school. Nah, you know, this is the this is the power podcast. We're talking about the sport of powerlifting, or bench specialists, whatever you guys call us that just do bench, right? So mentality. Well, where do I begin? So early on in my career, uh, before I started competing, I was lifting at my house. I was lifting alone. When I was 14 years old, that is how I started. Now, is lifting alone at 14 years old in your house a good idea? Absolutely not. I remember taking several or many handfuls of benches that I got stuck under, onto my belly, into my lap, rolling down my thighs, pulverizing my skin uh, when I missed a bench, you know, something like that. But um, my first weight set... uh, you know, I had, I had little bits and pieces of different pieces of equipment. I had an a old weeder bench pull down rack combo thing, and uh, the supports. I tried to, I was, I'd squat out of that thing. So I had to do a half squat to get low enough to get the bar out of the rack, walk it out, uh, do my squats, and then walk it back and do a half squat to put the bar back in the rack. Very, very janky. I had, I had old bolts that uh, my mom had under the sink. To uh, raise the supports up a smidge higher, um, and they were thicker than the, the 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 stock ones that came with the piece of equipment. So that was stronger and whatever. But uh, you know, early on, I really had to develop this frame of mind of I have t- I have to get this weight. And when I was I was benching alone up into the mid high two hundreds, I think the first time I bench three hundred pounds I was actually by myself. Not smart. But uh, I had to convince myself that these things were possible. I'm like, okay, I'm alone. Anything could happen. I have to get this. I have to get this. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to get stuck underneath this weight. Even though I, have you know, I multiple times, I knew how to get out of it. You know, not using clips or doing the old, you know, like I said, dump into the belly and sit up with it maneuver, which hurt. But I had to develop this very strong mental fortitude of... Just convincing myself that I knew I was going to get this weight. I knew for a fact this was my weight that I was going to do this. Um, then eventually I recruited some friends and they came over, became my handoff guys and then you know rest is history, found gyms and blah 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 blase blase. So that was my earliest experience in the sport with the mental part of the game. Uh, lifting alone. Again, not smart, but it, it it's it's over, and I'm still here. So, uh, multiple times in my in my life, uh, throughout my experience in the sport, um, I've had to bring in mental strength. Uh, prime example: um, back in 2014. Uh, let's see what happened. I was at the Arnold, and we were benching on the stage. Everybody opened at 800 pounds. I don't know whose idea it was to make a designated opener weight. After everybody benched 8, you could go up to whatever fucking weight you wanted to, and that's how the competition was uh, ran back then. And, you know, I hadn't gotten a PR since I benched 903 pounds uh, down in Virginia uh, at Liberty University at a Wabdo competition single ply. I did that at 21. I'm 23, knocking on the door to 24 now. And I hadn't got I hadn't benched 900 pounds since, I think once in a in a non-sanctioned meet, but uh, I hadn't got a PR. And I I walked into this meet, the training I was doing was leading me to opening or you know ultimately benching 950. That was the goal. That's what training had you know compiled down to, uh, hitting it off of one board, half board in training. That was the goal. And I walk up a second attempt with 950. And I missed it. I failed it. Uh, I think at lockout. I'm not sure. I had one attempt left. I'm like, okay, I'm on the biggest stage of the world of my entire career right now. I'm, you know, on the stage. Hundreds of people. People say thousands. There's not thousands of people watching that stage. I, I can't. You can't convince me there's thousands of people around, crowded around that stage. There's hundreds. I, thousands. Give me a break. Thousands. You need stadiums for. That's just my brain thinking of space and people and me being there and watching okay there's hundreds of people watching me jesus christ you know um it's i remember watching there was a video that came out when i was with sponsor with mhp and they had all the different camera angles and i remember me sitting on the bench and this look i had in my face my my face was all broken out i had busted blood vessels under my eyes and i looked like i had black eyes and I was all bloodshot and... I remember sitting on the bench and just looking out above the crowd. I didn't see a single person's eyes, not a single person's face. I was looking somewhere out beyond the crowd and just trying to not get overwhelmed, you know. Even though there's so much at stake. Biggest meat of your life. First cash meet I'd ever done in my life too. And I had to get rid of the anxiety. Like, you can't miss this. You... Don't miss it. You don't want to get. You want to walk off the stage a loser. You, you know, you had. There's a lot at stake. You had. To, I had to clear all that out, and for the, you know, that was the first time where i had really done that, where I learned in the moment, which is incredible to me, I learned to calm all the voices, all the anxiety. I'm just like I lay down. It's like it's a, it's another lift. It's another lift. You can do this. I had to slow everything down and literally forget anything else going on in the world, which is so hard to do, all the things you got in your head, everything went blank, the the, the guy on the mic, the two 50-foot screens on both sides of the stage, the hundreds of people out in the crowd, nothing mattered, nothing mattered to me except what I was doing at that moment, at that very point in time, step by step. What I'd been doing in the gym, let's see, I was 23, so I'd been lifting for nine years. You know, all the steps, all the learning processes, making things second nature. That's all I knew at that point in time was what I had learned, second nature. Lay down on the bench, set my shoulder blades, grab the bar with this, you know, finger on this ring, and then I think I offset my grip and I had my middle finger on this ring and you know, just setting it just doing everything perfect. Everything else shut out. Um somebody could have died in my family. Uh a car could have exploded out in the parking garage. Um just anything could have happened, but nothing could have broke my focus. And I got it on my third attempt. Um and I won. That that was I, I can't believe it. <laughs> um back when the back when the Arnold was cool and the bench competition was actually you know biggest bench wins not this last man standing bullshit i don't know what the fuck that is stay in your comfort zone just do a single then go up 25 pounds and do a single no how about just heaviest bench wins like what what happened to that it's fucking embarrassing <clears throat> anyway that's why i haven't competed at the arnold since because now it's not biggest bench wins it's who can last the longest sounds sexual to me Anyway, um, so that was the first time I realized, you know, this is just another lift. This is just another day in the gym. Okay, I'm in a different scenario. I'm in a different place. I've got a different bench. But hey, look, I got Katie right over there. I got my handoff crew. I got Fabi and old Bob and Tracy and, you know, Ralph Kushner. I got all these guys. And it's just another lift. You know, the weight feels the same, you know, uh, I'm wearing my same shirt and uh, I had to slow things down and just focus on that moment in time. So that's my mental fortitude. That, that is, that is what, if I boil it down to it, that is where I am at today. It's taken me years to develop this, but no matter what is at stake, no matter what's on the bar, no matter what's going on in the world, you, nothing else matters. And I've taken this into the gym with me as well. Um, particularly just on heavy bench days. Um, you know, I like to play around and have fun. But um, when it comes to the lift itself, when it comes to the weight itself, a big number, a big set, whatever it is. Um, everything else around me stops. It has to. You, I, I have this switch, this mental switch that I have to flip. And all the joking, all the playing around, all the ha-has, all the the talk, whatever it is, I shut it all off. I have to. Everything gets shut off. I'm not worrying about home. I'm not worrying about the weather. I'm not worrying about a meet coming up. I am totally 100% committed and focused on this lift. Nothing else matters. Nothing else could happen in the world that would make me lose my concentration. Now, after the lift, after the big set is over with, and I'm done complaining, and, oh, fuck, that hurt, oh, Jesus Christ, get me out of this shit, take this shirt off, you know, then, then everything goes back to normal. That that switch can go back on, and I can become, be go back to normal me, and and talk, and whatever. Oh, you need a spot, or hell, you know, whatever it is, but uh, you have to be able to do that. Um... Now, going to a competition, right, um, I've learned to not take it, well, okay, don't take this the wrong way. When I say not take it so seriously, I don't mean that that competition isn't life and death for me. It is. It is what I do. That is where it matters. You can do what you want in the gym, doesn't matter. You got to get it on the platform, you got to make it official. I say that often. You, you can do what you want in the gym, it doesn't mean anything uh, besides mentally, Big PR, confidence booster, what what have you. Getting stronger. But when I go to the competition these days, or, or March 1st of last year, since the last time I competed with the whole uh, shutdowns and things. I showed up to the meet, and the first thing I do is I look around and I get familiar. I get familiar with my surroundings. To make it comfortable. To make it just loosey-goosey, casual, just Okay, well, let's see. Water's over there. Bathrooms over there. Let's go walk around. I, I walk around. I look at the whole place. I take a nice long walk. I go look at the entire place to mentally get comfortable with my surroundings. Not show up and go, "Whoa, like, oh my God, this is so different." This is this. Is, I don't know where anything is, No, you don't need to do that on the day where you're <laughs> the day you're competing. You don't need that. You need calm. You need familiarity, right? So I show up the day before. I get familiar. I look around. I talk to people. I I I sit down, I, I look at things, I go up to the platform. Okay, warm-ups are over here, cool. There's chairs over here, chalks over here, this is what the benches look like. This is how it's going to be oriented on the platform. I get familiar with it. Um And when I, I, I mention when I say don't take it so seriously, I don't show up with this uh you know dickheaded mentality, this, this, uh, west Side barbell show up and just fuck things up inside me. I'm ready. I don't outwardly do that. That's not natural for me. Um, that's just not what I do. I, I like to show up and I do what I do in the gym. We, we set up, we can make, we fucking set up camp. We pull all of our shit over here and I choose a bench I'm going to warm up on. And, uh, we fricking, um, just start, I start joking around with my guys. I start just bullshit. I do everything the same, and uh, when it comes to going to the platform, it's just like when I was at. The, that's what I was when I'm at uh, York when I did my thousand thirty five, which is what I'm kind of talking about right now. I was walking up to the bench and I told my handoff guy Joe. I said, "Hey man, it's just another it's just another thousand pound lift, right?" I was like, "Yeah." I said, like, mm, "Okay." I literally said that walking up the ramp. To the platform, it's like okay, another another thousand pound lift, no big deal. I I know what this feels like. I've done this before. Um, it's not a big deal. I I mentally relaxed. Now you, I obviously was ready. I did all my normal steps inside me, uh, in my head. But I was just I was relaxed. I'm like okay, this is no big deal. It's not like I'm training with seven hundred pounds and trying to bench twelve. You know what I mean, which would be stupid. But uh. I did that I, I just made it nice and casual and relaxed got ready like I always do on Saturdays and uh made it happen and I got it and it was and that was it you know now on that same day um I wanted to talk about also what was going on in my head um when I missed my second attempt I missed my first and second attempt opened it a thousand pounds it was not gonna touch like I, I and I told the head judge and the guys on the side I said hey if this shit won't touch, let me press it anyway. Let me get in a bench pressing mode. I'm going to press it anyway. It wouldn't touch. I chucked it back up. Judge said, take it. And I took it from me and went to 1,035, which was going to break Scott Mendelson's all-time world record at 2.75 because he benched 1031, I believe. And uh, I, I got the press call, went all the way to the top. And right before he said racket, I I hit the rack. Um, I I went too far over my face, and uh, it drifted too far and I hit the rack. Son of a bitch. So we're talking in the back, and you know, and you know, you got you got to keep it over your body longer. Don't drift over your face. You know, just keep it over your body and just grind out that lockout, and keep it above you. Don't go. Don't go drifting behind you. So I knew all that coming up to this other lift, and you know I got Katie yelling at me and Joe yelling at me, and they're you know, down, 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 and belly up and straight up, you know, hold it, hold it, hold it, don't go back, you know, And I ended up getting the lift, you know, but uh, something different happened because you know, I had compete I had one complete year, 12 full months of 100 percent failure. Not like I got my opener and then I missed 1,000 pounds. No. I had four bomb outs in a row. Four across 12 months. Trying to bench 1,000 pounds. And failed, failed, failed. No opener, no opener. Just 100% nothing. Bombed out. So I sit on the bench and, I was, and I'm grabbing the... It took me longer to set up when I laid back. Because I was thinking to myself like, okay, listen you've got spot you've got your sponsors that are counting on you and rooting you on. you've got your family here you've got your training partners that drove two and a half hours here to help you you know the the cons the the number the, every every weekend just all the handoffs and all the shirt adjustments and all the big numbers. it's like you have to perform today. Do not leave your fifth competition with one hundred percent failure. You have to do this. So that kind of went back to my mentality when I was a teenager, when I was 14. And I was talking to myself and going, you have to do this. Circumstances were different. You're alone. You can't, no one's here to help you if you get in trouble. I had to convince myself that I am going to do this. Do not leave this competition with nothing again. Give the people something. Not to do it for yourself. I mean, that's why I'm doing this sport in the first place. I don't do it for nobody else. I don't do this for my family or for my friends. I do this sport for me. I I'm in this for me. I want certain numbers. I I want certain goals. All for self gratification. There's no money in this freaking sport. If, you know. So clearly, it's not about money. What else could it be? It's it's me. If it was if I didn't one hundred percent love it and want something out of it, I wouldn't be doing it. You know. If somebody surpasses my numbers, if somebody breaks my records, I don't care. Records are just a bonus. Doing what I want to do and get out of, get what I want out of the sport is what it's all about. And I had to do this, and I did, and it was one of the most emotional lifts of my entire career. Um, yes, I, I had I had set two all-time world records before this third one. But this one really meant something to me. I surpassed an idol of mine, Scott Mendelson, a, f- a legend. Are you kidding me? So that really meant something to me. That was heavy, man. That was. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Just the emotional train wreck I was afterwards. Literally an eighty-five pound PR from my last competition lift at nine fifty back in twenty fourteen. Now, a considerable. I went up a weight class, but but still eighty-five pound PR, uh, and and all those bombouts. It all it all came down to that. So there, so it was a combination of being calm, making the competition just another day in the gym, same weight, same handoff crew, same cues. Everything's the same, you know. Yes, you've, it's a real, it's the real deal. But you got, you can't, you can't have, you can't have that mental block. You just got, you just got to perform like you do in the gym. It's routine, right? To put a thousand plus in my hands every single weekend. I'm doing the same thing here. I just got people looking at me now. You know, no big deal. But that last lift, man, that last one, I'm like, okay, got two missed lifts, and it, it helped that I had pressed it on the second attempt. I got the press call, went all the way to the tippy top. I knew I could do it. I just had to change one or two things, you know, one little detail at, towards the top of the lift. And it happened, man. So uh, moving forward anyway, that's uh, so talking about my most upcoming competition, January 30th and 31st. It's a two-day meet. Um, my, mental forward, my mental attitude right now uh, has carried on since that meet last March. I got a meet coming up. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not worried about it. I know I'm going to do well. I have all full confidence in myself um very confident in my abilities i'm gonna show we're gonna drive to the competition on the on Friday with our friends. We've got two nights in a hotel we love to do that we love to travel we love to stay in hotels're gonna show up to the the venue to weigh in with i'm gonna help my training partner her first competition ever so we're gonna be there Friday to weigh in. I told her the same thing. I'm kind of taking her under my wing. I'm like, okay, here's what we're going to show up at the at the gym. We're going to walk around. We're going to get familiar. Where are the bathrooms? Where are the water sources? Where, where are all the doors? Where do we sit? You know, let's just walk around and check out the place. Find the platform. Sit on the bench. Nobody's going to tell me to get the fuck off the platform. <laughs> you can't be... No, what are you going to do? Uh, I'm here to check out the bench. I got you know... They, they, I know most of them. They're, they're all cool. It's not going to be an issue. Any lifter should be go, be able to go up to the platform the day before and, and sit on the bench and get familiar with everything. I don't think that's an issue, but um, you just, and then just walk, and I'm going to just walk around and the, on the day of the meet and e- eat food and laugh and be amongst friends and bullshit and have a fun time. It's got to be fun. If it was just all serious and life or death and all business, no fun, that ain't, I mean, I do it because I love it and it's and it's fun, you know? Uh so I mean, just like any other meat, just like any other meat, like any other uh day in the gym, benching weights like I always do. That's what I'm gonna do. So there you go. That is my take, my experiences with mentality. I wanted to share with you. Uh I'm gonna leave you with my little spiel about my Patreon, which is moving along very well. I'm getting very confident with it, making a lot of videos for my members. If you wanna check that out, I would love that. It's $10 a month. You can watch every single workout I do, which is six days a week, from beginning to end, every warm up set of every exercise with explanations, I commentary over all the videos and talk about them. And uh, I make custom videos when a member says, hey, can you demonstrate this? Can you explain this for me? How do you do this? make another custom video so uh, if you want to check that out that'd be fantastic i would love to have you as a member on there uh to try and share as much knowledge as i can and try to give back to other athletes by sharing every single detail of my training uh every single week so please i want you all to have a good start to your week a good solid start to your week It's a new year let's make it good Train hard, train heavy. Um, I appreciate you all, and you have a good day.